Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of Captain C Picks. Which captain will we pick this time? It's Fancy Football Scout here. It's Joe here. I'm talking with Tom as per usual. This week could be a three-horse race for the captaincy, but there's definitely um, someone that we've got our eye on here. Ronaldo is my bus team captain at the moment. Am I right to think that? Is Ronaldo the best captaincy option this week? think so. I mean, it's it's the early kickoff, isn't it? It's one of two early kickoffs, actually, on Saturday. And usually I think the game has been brought forward because there's a concert on at Old Trafford at the weekend. So it's uh, there's two 12.30 kickoffs, United being one of them. Um, I'm never a massive fan of sticking the armband on somebody in that early kickoff because um, it tends to dictate your mood for the weekend. But um, yeah, I think I think he's the, I think for me is the best option this weekend. I mean, he's had a great start, hasn't he? I think it's four goals in in three starts across all competitions. His stats over the last two game weeks, um, you know, nobody can touch him in terms of shots, shots in the box, big chances, xG. So I think everything kind of points towards. Um, Ronaldo this week um, you know there was a lot of talk pre-Ronaldo about how United would play um, and would they adjust in, in, in the way that their, um, their game is to, to accommodate Ronaldo and interestingly at the weekend they, they put in 22 open play crosses which I think is their, their highest total in any game this season so it seems they're adapting to that um, the opponents uh, Aston Villa uh, my team um, mm. we've actually done okay over the past couple of weeks we've flipped our system we've gone to a three at the back um, with Chu and Zabi coming in um, I think we're a bit unfortunate to lose 3-0 against Chelsea um, and then we beat Everton 3-0 at the weekend it was maybe a closer match than the scoreline reflected but um, I think we did well Um but I don't think that those performances are perhaps good enough to, to sway me to off off Ronaldo with the captaincy this week. Yeah, no, I mean, as I said, he's my bus captain at the moment. And I'll, I'll put a couple of tables up. I'll put the um, expected goal involvement one up first. And what this shows is, uh, I sorted this by minutes per expected goal involvement. And this shows that out of all players, Ronaldo is the best. Um, by quite some margin, really, when you consider the next best is Mares, and he's only had one start. So Ronaldo, of course, his couple of starts, um, he's a, a minute per XGI goal involvement of every 53 minutes. Uh, Mares is just behind him with 59 minutes. 
And then you've got Calvert-Lewin, who's not available. And then Antonio, and Antonio we'll speak about in a bit. Um, he, he is expected to be goal involvement in pretty much every match. One, at least one um, goal involvement every match. Um, so it shows stats-wise they're adapting to Ronaldo. Ronaldo is adapting, um, of adapting back to the top flight English football. Um, and so he looks the great captain. But then you said, yeah, about your team. So let's have a look at the whipping boys. So this shows just what you've just been saying. This is, um, so far, Aston Villa are, in terms of um, expected goals conceded, uh, they're the third best. It's only Brentford and Manchester City um, have got a better defence in terms of expected goals conceded. Um, yeah, and yes, you said they've been unfortunate. So, um, yeah, they, they've they've um, conceded seven big chances there, um, but expected goals conceded is really low. It's like four point two seven. So this shows yeah. that the quality of the shots they're facing aren't quite as good, and they've been unfortunate to concede big chances and indeed goals from them. So yeah, yeah. What, what you, the stats bear yeah. out what you've just said. Yeah, I think um, we need to take into account who Villa have played. Mm-hmm. Um, they've played a couple of newly promoted sides in Watford and Brentford. They've played Newcastle. They've played an Everton side who were without Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison at the weekend. Um, and we've had a tough game at Chelsea. So we need to take into account those fi- those fixtures as well. Villa have had probably one of the kinder opening runs. Um, yeah, but it won't be a pushover. I mean, a bit like Palace last week, we were saying with Liverpool, um, you know, it, it, it won't be straightforward. But I don't think it's quite enough. I don't think we have quite enough data yet to say we, we won't captain Ronaldo against Villa because of their defensive numbers. I still think I still go into that game expecting United to score at least a couple. They've been pretty lif- prolific at home this season. They normally beat Villa and they normally get a penalty against Villa yeah. as well. So um, let's see what happens. But well, um, I think it's hard to argue against Ronaldo it this is. week. This time last week, we were talking about Salah being the best option, but we did add a caveat that Crystal Palace's defence had got better um, and it was showing signs of improvement there. But I think Salah's haul, and indeed he could have got more, um, Salah's haul against Crystal Palace shows that the absolute top elite players, these elite finishers, it doesn't matter really who they're playing. So, for example, if you were to captain, say, Lukaku against Manchester City, or Manchester City asset against Chelsea. These are extreme examples, but it just shows that the absolute top elite players can actually score against anyone. And I think, yeah. um, yes, whilst we, we put that caveat about Palace, we're putting that same caveat this week against Villa. And then it comes down to the age old phrase, but it's Ronaldo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And we're still evaluating defences. You know, we've got five game weeks worth of data, haven't we? And we're still yeah. trying to work out fixtures play a massive part in that at this start of the season, at this stage of the season, should I say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, we're working that out. But I think it's um, Ronaldo at home against the Villa side who, um, who will concede chances, I think, um, albeit not maybe as many as some of the other teams at the, the top of that table. Um, mm. So, yeah, obviously a good pick for this week. Um, just before we move on to some of those other candidates just saying hello to some of the people in the live chat at the moment so we've got Josh uh, Anel Wayne uh, Moanti um, FPL Steve Paul H John Ritchie 
Leonardo2142 and Capital FPL. Sounds like a radio station. Um, welcome you all and um, apologies to those I haven't mentioned. Um, nearly 300 of you um, have joined us early, which is great. Uh, only 27 likes. So if you do like this, um, just press the like button now. And even if you don't like this, just press the like button now. So um, uh, that'll just keep us happy. Um, let's move on to some of those other options. I'll put, I'll put that expected goal involvement uh, table up again. And what that shows, Antonio is really high, very, very high. Yeah. So we've looked at the big chances. He's had six big chances so far, created seven chances, expected goal involvement nearly four. Of course, he's, he's had expected goal involvement nearly four. He's had four starts. So you're looking at, a, with Antonio, I think I'm going to get a return. How much of a return am I going to get? Um, so, yeah, what do, we, what do we think about Antonio's chances against Leeds, who are leaky Leeds now? Yeah, well, I think, well, when Antonio plays, his numbers are consistently excellent. Mm. Um, he was obviously suspended last weekend. Um, he played in the Europa League match on Thursday. So he will have had a nice mm. break. I, I don't think he'll be involved in the League Cup, although he might be this week, which is which is something to monitor. Um, and like you say, Leeds will give up chances. Um, they struggle against direct runners. They struggled against St. Maximan. Um last game week. So I think players like Ben Rama and Bowen could get a bit of joy against them. But of course, Antonio too. I mean, if you look at um, the centre-backs for Leeds, um, they were missing Lorente and Koch um, at the weekend. Strouch is suspended. Ailing came off injured in that match and he's missing tonight's League Cup tie. So they've got issues there, um, which suggests that Antonio could do pretty well, I think, at the weekend. Mm. Um, I had a look at some stats earlier today um, in terms of chances conceded and where teams were mm. conceding chances. No team has conceded more than Leeds through the centre of the pitch. Ah. Um, I think it's in the early 30s. Um, then you take out, add in all of those defensive problems in terms of centre-backs and who is going to be available, who isn't. And I think... Um, He's got a good chance to, uh, to 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 do well at the weekend. So as a, dif a differential captain, because I think a lot of people would have sold him last week with that suspension, um, and probably won't move straight back for him. I think he's actually um, not not a bad um, not a bad shout. Definitely be in my top three. So. Yeah, the, there are three teams to target at the moment in terms of whipping boys. Newcastle, 17 big chances conceded. Uh, Norwich, 17 big chances conceded. And Leeds, um, they've conceded 13 chances. The expected goal uh, conceded is just below Norwich and Newcastle there. Um, yeah, it just shows um, how porous Leeds have been. Um, but further down, we were talking about Villa's good defensive stats recently. It's Brentford. Brentford are the ones that are pushing... Manchester City. Um, yeah. So, does that put you off, Mo Salah, for the captaincy? So, let's let's pretend you don't have Ronaldo. Um, there's plenty of people that don't. There's half the game don't that don't have him at the moment. So, they're probably thinking Mo Salah. He's the obvious captain yeah. pick. But um, is he an actual viable captain pick against a quite quite a robust Brentford defence at the moment, or is it like last week? And it doesn't matter how good the defence are. He's an elite player. That's exactly the way that I'm approaching it. I think if I didn't own Ronaldo this week, Salah would be my my kind of second. He'll be my vice captain mm. this week. Um, I mean, Brentford. Let's let's give them credit. They've had a, a really good start to the season. I think it's three clean sheets in five. We were talking about Raya before we came on, Joe, and how, mm. how good he's looked so far this season. Um, 
I don't think Wolves had a shot on target at the weekend. And I, I think Traore yeah. hit the bar, but I don't think they actually had I a shot on target. I've got Raya um, in, in goal in my team, and I was yeah. thinking, great. Look at all those all those terrible shots Wolves are taking. I'm I'm going to be getting some saves here. Nothing, not a single yes. save. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're a good they're a good team. Very well drilled. Mm. Um, Neil put up some really interesting stats in his scout notes piece from the game at the weekend, which ranked Brentford against other sides mm-hmm. um, in various defensive metrics, and uh, they come out pretty well in, in in pretty much well in all of them really in terms of shots conceded and big chances and etc. I think that we again um, a bit like Villa, we need to have a look at who they've played. Um, they've played Arsenal, Palace, Villa, Brighton, and mm-hmm. Wolves so far. So we're not taught, they haven't been tested um, as much as they will this weekend. You know, Liverpool are on a completely different level to those sides in terms of attack. Um, also, I had a little look at where they had been conceding their shots, Brentford. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a look at a little shot heat map of shot map shots conceded. There's a little red blob which appears, um, okay. which is just in that kind of Salah zone, um, uh-huh. where if people have been watching Liverpool and they know that when Liverpool attacks, Salah sometimes withdraws a little bit and he hangs around that kind of that um, right hand side of the penalty, just, yeah. just the edge of the penalty area when he's looking to kind of curl those balls in. Yeah, that volley, and, that volley last week, exactly. That's prime yeah, Salah yeah. goal. <laughs> He kind of holds back a little bit and there'll be a second ball and he'll look to pick that up and then kind of whip it or curl it in. And if you look at where Brentford have conceded their shot so far, there is a little kind of area which is flagged up exactly around that kind of zone. Um, Again, we're talking about five game sample, small, but it was just interesting to see that. and I, yeah, I kind of, you know, it is Salah. Yes, Brentford have done well so far, but they haven't faced anything like Liverpool's attack. Um, and that will be the true test for them um, this weekend. Um, of course, when we're talking about Salah, we should mention Mane too. Mm. Um, I know we, we kind of said last week how difficult it is to fit him into our teams, which it, that remains the case. But he's still taking more shots than any other uh, player in the game at the moment at this stage of the season. So um, in terms of differential captains, um, he, he as well could be um, worth a shout. But um, Salah, yeah, I mean, probably behind Ronaldo would be my, my second choice this week. Yeah, he's my vice captain at the moment for understandable reasons. But yeah, very interesting what you were saying there about Brentford's defence, yeah. that they've got a sort of a, a potential Salah blind spot there. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Which would be uh, good. Because um, yeah, the captaincy yeah. last, it, I mean, I'm anticipating in terms of effective ownership for those higher up the rankings. Ronaldo mm. be, is much more well owned than is say forty percent, and same with Salah. Um, mm. um, so sometimes you, if if it's one captaincy shout, you'll you'll see this horrible thing where I think Salah last week was 180 percent, um, which essentially meant around my rankings and that essentially I only got um, a fifth of his of his points <laughs> that counted towards yeah. my rank um, yes and the problem with that um, is that you just go nowhere so I you know there's um, on live FPL there's a little shruggy um, emoticon about about <laughs> Salah captaincy and that was it he scored didn't make any difference to me um, yes wh- whereas this week could be a bit different there's there's much more choice I think and so hopefully, hopefully we're going to start seeing Salah below that effective ownership of 100%. Uh, I think it's probably Ronaldo might might be the one to sneak I think over so. that. Um, I, think, I think people will naturally veer towards the home player, won't they? But yeah. um, 
but yeah, you know, you know, both good options, no doubt, this week. Um, let's have a look at the remaining fixtures. Um, so yeah, there's some well, Chelsea and Manchester City. That's that's a tough one to call, but you know, elite players they can score against anyone. But these are elite defenses um, as well. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of a couple of names I picked out, and that's based on those stats we just showed earlier about the the, the whipping boys: it's Leeds, Norwich, and Newcastle. They're the teams to target. Saar against Newcastle. Saar exploited Norwich well. It looks yeah. like you would think he would do the same to Newcastle. Would Saar be a good Maverick captaincy this week? I think it shows the importance of fixtures, doesn't it? Because mm. Watford on the run-up to that Norwich game had been creating very little. Um, it actually put me off Saar um, mm. a little bit last week looking at their, their recent performances. Um, and then Norwich turned up and suddenly they're you know, creating six big chances and, and Sars getting a couple of goals, mm. could have had more to be honest. Um and now they've got they've got Newcastle who mm. are um are probably equally as, as bad to be honest. I think they rank uh, what is it, nineteenth for goals yeah. conceded Newcastle, twentieth for shots conceded. So you expect him to get chances again. I think with with Sar I'd be very, very happy to own this week. I I can't quite put him at the same levels as the um the Ronaldo's, the Salas, but uh, a, re- a really good option um, yeah. for the next two weeks because I think he plays Leeds after, so we'll probably touch yeah. on it again next week. But yeah, good, good option for sure. I'm um, I'm tempted to bring him in. The captaincy yeah. might be a bit too far, but you know, mm. you, you and I are quite Ballard sensible, whichever way you want to look at it, um, with our captaincy yeah, sure. picks. And mm. there will be other managers out there who are a bit more devil may care and will think, yeah. hang on a minute, I'm going to go for Saar against. Got the fix, got the fixtures up on. Um, sorry, got the um, stats up on the screen. Newcastle officially, statistically, eye test, whatever way you look at it, the worst defence at the moment. Yeah, yeah. and, and you, you know he's going to start. You yeah. know he's going to get the minutes. Yeah. So um, it's not like you're fretting over the lineups coming out. I mean, there's been some talk that he might even be on penalties. Um, I think Deeney was, you know, the, mm. the the main taker. Yeah. He's obviously departed. I think. I think they had a rule last year where whoever won the penalty took yeah. the penalty, but I, I don't know how that's kind of translated to or what will happen this season. But uh, yeah, decent option. Yeah, I mean, luckily Saar is the one that might win it more frequently than others because he's oh, for sure. fast yeah. and, and, and tricksy in the penalty box. So yeah, um, definitely. So we've just shown you the stats about Norwich as well. Who's up against Norwich is Everton. And now there's something I'm going to look at a bit more on the scout cast tonight of why, bizarrely, I'm thinking of Andros Townsend. Um, now, I'm not saying Captain Andros Townsend, but I could be, because the right wingers this season against Norwich's left side have really yeah. profited all throughout this season. So I can't yeah. see why Townsend won't. Um, but yeah, is an Everton captaincy not as unusual as you would think this week? It's a shame Calvert-Lewin's out, isn't it? Yeah. Because this would be the prime oh. fixture. I mean, it was why I brought him in a couple of weeks ago with my eye on this one, and it didn't quite happen. Um, t- I mean, the wide players for Everton have, have, have done really well. Mm. I mean, I know that the, a lot of fans were sceptical when they signed Gray and Townsend, but they've um, they've really been doing well these opening few weeks. Like you said, um, they, they give up a lot down that side. A lot of assists have come from that, from crosses from that side as well. So... Townsend not only has that, that that goal threat opportunity against them, you know, it'll be whipping balls in. Benitez's sides are very mm. reliant on that one anyway, with crosses into the box. Um, so, so not a bad shout. Um, 
not a bad shout really this no. week. And, and, Nor- and Norwich are, you know, statistically in terms of goals conceded, are the worst team in, in the league so far. So um, they, they've got issues there. Um, so it could be a good fixture to target. Decore as well as um, mm. has been doing well. Suddenly they seem to be two or three good kind of budget midfield options there. Also, with Calvert-Lewin out, with Richarlison injured, with Sigurdsson um, out, with yeah. uh, everyone, all all their penalty takers are out. So the penalties yeah. are very much up for grabs at the moment. Um, yeah. In a friendly earlier this season, um, the Gray took one in a friendly for Everton. So Gray has taken a penalty, albeit in a friendly, for Everton. But I was looking, Townsend has taken eight penalties across his career. He's scored every single one. Good stat. Um, <laughs> uh, Rondon could take it. He's taken yeah. eight, and but he's missed two. Um, yeah. But he's been... If he's, on the, if he's on the pitch as well. If he's on he the got, pitch. Because he, he gets withdrawn. He's obviously starting now, but he got withdrawn early. So, um, there, there, yeah, is also Luca De- there is also Luca Dean. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would think it's going to be one of those front three. And I don't know which one. Mm. I do not know which one. I think it's going to be whichever one grabs the ball in traditional Everton fashion. Seems to have been the way <laughs> over the years. Um, I remember late Baines having it taken off him. Uh, yeah, by, yeah. Um, who's that guy whose name escapes me, but he was... <laughs> Um, he kept missing his penalties anyway uh, uh, but that just seems to be the way at Everton and uh, before we go any other fixtures um, stand out in terms of the captaincy I think that Leicester Burnley game is interesting I mean it hasn't quite happened for Leicester so far this season I think they've lost three three of their five um, but Vardy regardless of that has has been producing i mean mm. he's second in the forward standings mm. now um he scored three he's got an assist he's got a few bonus points it, it it does feel like it isn't quite clicking for Leicester. i mean mm. madison madison's had a, a difficult start to the season he got taken off at half time at the weekend lookman replaced him and looked really lively actually um but Vardy is is still returning, regardless of that. And I think um, I think below that three of that we talked about of Ronaldo, Salah, Antonio. I think if you're going to go one below that, I think Vardy might be that that option. Um, and if you own him, you, I think you've got to think about the captaincy with him. So but I do quite like that fixture. Yeah. Um, just before we go as well, um, just a final thank you to people in the chat. Uh, Jonathan Murray, Doy, and I think it was um, uh, 12 Eds AVA has written. Um, I hope I hope I've pronounced 12 Ads AVA correctly. <laughs> um, he has said Sar in for Traore. So he's so impressed with the, our adulation of Sar. And I must admit, as a Traore owner, I think I might do that as well um, because it would be hard to resist, but the captaincy might be too far. But if 12 Eds, AVA and others are, are minded, um, uh, I think you should I think you should go for it. But yeah, probably Ronaldo and Salah, I suspect, will dominate um, proceedings again. And final reminder, um, all those lovely stats we've been showing, they come from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Um, there and there's lots of stuff there including the season ticker and the comparison tool as well so you can compare Sar and Traore or Sar and Salah whoever whoever you want really but for now um, Tom thanks so much for joining me um, and good luck with your game week six captain great cheers Joe see you soon